Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. This week, we are actually talking all about, is your training program balanced? And this is something I wanted to do a full week series on because this is one of the biggest problems people run into when it comes to limiting their ability to properly progress and sustain results over time when it comes to their exercise and their fitness. Because most people are unsure of what to be doing in their training. Most people either blindly follow generalized programs they find online or they just randomly choose what they're going to do that day based on how they're feeling with no long-term plan or structure. And this leads to watered down results in their training and in the progress that they're making. So having a balanced training program is essential to maximizing both your performance and your longevity when it comes to your fitness. And in this four part series we're doing, I'm going to be covering the four biggest programming imbalances that I see across the hundreds of training programs that I've reviewed and helped people improve upon. So today we're going to be talking about push versus pull. And this might be familiar stuff to a lot of you guys, and it might be something that's totally new. So I want to talk through the difference between push and pull, give you some examples and give you guys some practical steps to take and implement with your own program. So push versus pull, when people say push-pull program, uh, that's talking pushing movements would be things that we tend to think of as presses for the upper body. That would be things like bench press, like shoulder press, incline press, any of these things where you're pushing or pressing out. Now, pulling as it relates to the upper body would be more pull-ups, rows, pull-downs, those types of movements where you're, you're pulling using your back muscles and some of your arm muscles to help pull into that position. Now, typically as it relates to the lower body, we tend to classify things like squats, lunges, and things like that as pushing exercises, and then pulling exercises would be more your deadlifts, your hinges, your swings, and those types of movements. So that's just a general background when we talk push first pull to give you guys enough of a uh, background for the sake of the topic here today. And we'll talk some more specifics as we get towards the end of the show here today. But like I said earlier, most people's training programs are designed to be hard, but they're not necessarily intelligent. And a well-designed training program needs to take into account the proper balance of variety across body parts, 
planes of movements, contractions, not to mention the proper order of exercises, number of days to be working out, progressive overload of exercise to make sure you're gradually building in intensity and results, and proper deloading when necessary to allow for your body to properly compensate and recover and build. So needless to say, there are a lot of factors they need to consider when it comes to your training. And this not only affects your progress in the short term, but it greatly affects how sustainable your training program and results are over time. I get it though. Programming is, is tough to actually write out a really well-designed program. It's not easy. And you probably don't give much weight to how well your program is laid out or what you're necessarily doing beyond just what's on the schedule today. But blindly following a general program without a long-term plan in your training is a recipe for mediocre results at best, or at worst, pain, injury, and setbacks. And I want to highlight, uh, as it relates to push-pull, one, uh, one of my coaching clients, Sean, who came to me with a goal of trying to add some more weight to his bench press, but was limited in doing so because of nagging shoulder injuries, ongoing history of shoulder injuries that have been plaguing him for several years. And at first it would be something that would kind of flare up here and there, would rest day, would go away. And then it got to the point where rest wasn't helping and he wasn't able to do much of any bench pressing, much of any shoulder work at all. And this was troubling for someone who's trying to build strength and look, look good in their upper body. Now with Sean's program, when uh, first thing I do with any of my clients is look at it, we want a program audit. What, what are they currently doing? What are they currently working through? What's their setup like? days a week, uh, n number of days that you're doing it, types of exercises, are the planes balanced, are the uh, movements balanced, contractions balanced, and those are all things that we'll be talking about through this week series. Uh, but for him, there was a big imbalance between pushing and pulling. So when the goal is to build your bench press, then the program often reflects a lot of bench press and similar related movements. So bench press, incline press, shoulder press, flies, and those are the types of things we saw heavily in this program. Now, the only pull stuff to really compensate it was mostly just pull-ups. And there's this big imbalance between pushing and pulling. When you have all these pressing exercises, all these pushing exercises like Sean did, but a lack of pulling exercise, so more rows, pull-downs, upper back work, lower back work, uh, this posterior chain stuff becomes super important because not only does this is this going to help keep your shoulders healthy, keep your body healthy, but people don't realize the amount of back movement that's needed to build a stronger chest and how these front to back muscles work so closely together. So that's important to know whether your goal is long-term health and sustainability and feeling good, then you definitely need proper push and pull balance. Now, if your goal is just to uh, get stronger and look better, you still need proper push and pull balance. So it's not something that you have to uh, try and figure out based on your goals, where it fits in. Just think more balance in general. You don't want your program to be uh, too, too biased one side or the other. Even if your goal is more a pushing goal or a pulling goal, you still want that to be balanced to see the best results. Now, another thing I noticed to take note of with Sean's program is that there was also a lack of vertical to horizontal balance. So a lot of horizontal pressing, which would think, uh, so think in the straightforward plane, things like bench push-ups, flies, a lot of this forward back type movement. And then for his pull work was a lot of vertical pull work. So just pull-ups primarily 
Now, want, want that to also be balanced vertically to horizontally. So think instead of so think uh, vertical plane instead of just pull ups would also be more row work. Instead of just horizontal pushing, bench work would be more overhead shoulder work. So that's some other other things you want to keep in mind too. Is it's not just push and pull; it's also vertical to horizontal, and especially as it relates more to the upper body. So needless to say, got Sean going on a much more balanced program, and within the first couple months, he was out of shoulder pain, feeling good, back to benching, and on his way to building up. And I've worked proactively with Sean now for probably a couple of years at this point, and and he's he's just crushing it. He's uh, he's built on his bench press back up to his goal, and uh, just feeling better than he has, and stronger than he has too because he's getting the proper balance between the muscles that need to be helping him out. So what do you need to keep in mind when it comes to programming out some of your push pull movements in your training and what to look for? So first thing to note, there is no magic recipe when it comes to this. Some people, if you, if you read out there, some people will throw out numbers like you need a, you should aim for a two to one pull to push ratio. So for every one pushing exercise, you should have two pulling exercises. Now in general, I don't think this is a, a bad recommendation by any means because I think people's programs tend to be biased the other way. So if you were to take note of, if you wrote down, if you looked at all your exercises you've done over the past week, wrote down how many you did that were push, how many you did that were pull, that would give you a ratio. Now, I don't think this is a bad recommendation to recommend more pull than push because most people tend to heavily favor push exercises over pull exercises. And you can do this with your own program. You can go through and, and take note of where you're seeing that, but you're probably lacking in the pulling side of things. So keep that in mind. Two to one ratio is not a magic recipe. There's no magic recipe or ratio, but you do want that to be more balanced than it likely is for, for most people that uh, tend to see when work with them on their programming. Another thing to note is, like I mentioned earlier, don't just think push to pull also think horizontal to vertical. So if you went through your program and jotted all the push and pulls, you get one ratio and then you can go through again and look at, okay, how many of these are horizontal versus vertical? And is that balance lining up between horizontal push to horizontal pull, vertical push to vertical pull and so on. So that can give you at least a really good starting point. If you do nothing else and start there and try and balance out those ratios, you're going to be off to a really great start. Now to give you guys just a specific example on how this could look, most people would benefit from, generally speaking, if your goals are general strength, generally looking good, feeling good, most people would benefit as a starting point from keeping push and pull within the same day. So instead of doing a more common split of people will do all back on one day, people do all chest on another day, people do all shoulders on one day, I prefer starting out for, said generally, if you're trying to get strong and feel good, to keep all your push and pull on the same day. So think doing that on the same day. So let's take a four day split as an example. If you're training two days lower body, which you should be in a four day split and two days upper body, we'll talk through how that could look. So on your lower body days, let's say you're training Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, on your lower body days on Mondays and Thursdays, I would recommend doing push and pull on both those days. So that would be some kind of push movement for the lower body, Think things like squatting, lunging, step-ups, and then pulling as well. So think deadlifts, hinges, swings, single leg deadlifts, hip thrusts, 
bridges, those types of things on your pole day. So I would incorporate both those in together. When you're doing your lower body days, don't separate one day into all push and one day into all pull. I would incorporate both those in together. You can have bias on one day. So if you want to do more of a squat heavy day on one and more of a hinge heavy day on the other, I'm totally fine with that. That's a little more advanced though. Uh, if you're just looking again for, if you're generally looking to get stronger, follow just the basic do push and pull on both your lower body days. Now those other two training days are for your upper body. So we'll call that Tuesday and Friday in this four day example. Now on those, you also, also want to do push and pull on the same days, but make one day focused on horizontal and one day focused on vertical. So let's say Tuesday is your horizontal upper body push and pull day. Hopefully I'm not losing anyone here. So on that Tuesday, you would do things like bench press and rows. You would do things like flies and rear delt flies. You can do things uh, like push-ups and you know inverted row or something, ring row, something where you're pulling horizontally. So that would be, think, pairing together upper body push and pull together. And that would be in the horizontal plane on one day. And then the next day, so the next day you train upper body, say that Friday, focus more on the vertical pushing and pulling. So you're still getting both push and pull within a workout, but you're doing things like overhead press and pull downs. You're doing uh, things like more of a, you know, strict, you can do a, a stricter inclined version bench press with some pull-ups or uh, some some kind of banded straight arm pull down. There's a lot of examples of how that can look, but think pairing vertical movements together. And that's an easy starting point for most people. Is this going to be applicable to everyone? No, but for 80, 90% of people that come to me with their general programs, most people would benefit from something like this as a general starting point, just to get some more balance as it relates to push and pull. So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that gives you guys at least a, a jumping off point for uh, something like this and how to structure some of that. And I can't harp on it enough. The importance of having a solid and well-developed program specific to you and your needs cannot be taken lightly. And I see this on a daily basis at our performance PT clinic. I see people coming in with pain, injury, and we talk about their programs, what they've been doing, what they've been doing for the last couple months, couple years, and these imbalance programs lead to other imbalances in your body that will eventually cause pain and injury. Now, it's not just it's not just the pain and injury, though. I see that I said every day in our PT clinic. Also, see this on a daily basis with new coaching clients reaching out that I get to work with through Men Made for More Coaching. And staler general programs lead to staler general results. Upgrading my clients' programs jumpstart their results and how they look and feel in amazing ways. People like Sean, within a couple months, are feeling and looking so much better because you're just giving your body what it needs. Now imagine having a well-rounded, balanced, and effective program specific to you and your individual needs. Imagine making the progress you're after inside and outside the gym for decades to come. And all that's possible with a challenging but intelligent program. Those two can go hand in hand. It can be challenging and it can also be intelligently designed. And if you're interested in having me look over your program, I got an offer for you guys. Head on over to the link in the show notes to sign up for a free training program audit. I'd love to help you guys out with it and help let you know where your program can use improvement to help you reach your training goals. Hope this is helpful today, guys. Stay tuned for parts two, three, and four coming at you this week, uh, talking about some of the other areas that people tend to be the most limited. 
But thanks for listening today, guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.